someone walking around and I, I couldn't remember for the life of me his name, so I just started yelling Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of an interesting discussion sometimes. Today, I'm here back with the regular boys. That's Haran, Harsha, and Christian. And today, we have a very special guest. It is the first, it is my first roommate after college. Uh, his name is Ajay. There's a lot to know about Ajay, which we'll get into today. But uh, Ajay, do you want to introduce yourself to the podcast? Yeah, what's going on, people? Um, I was telling these guys right before uh, we started recording how blessed and how grateful and how honored I am to be on this award-winning podcast. Oh, if not, if if no awards have been won, <laughs> soon to be award-winning. <laughs> um, so, uh, so. Thank you to all of you for for having me on. I'm excited mm-hmm. to get to know all of you guys a bit more as well because uh, Tarun has mentioned all of your guys' names so many times. Um, <laughs> I mean, that could be good. Nah, I mean, two weekends ago, um, like Harsha was like the first. Name. I I like met Haran before in LA, but Harsha was like the first one to be like, okay, like this guy is this is what he looks like to all the stories that Tarun was telling mm-hmm. me. So mm-hmm. yep. I'm excited to get to interact with Christian and Haran a bit more as well. Yeah. Did Harsha live up to expectations? He, he did. He did. Oh, uh, I mean, okay. Tarun, all, Tarun um, prepped me in saying that Harsha is like a very, very funny guy. <laughs> and when, uh, you know, when we were going out and about, uh, Harsha definitely lived up to that. So, hmm. but, okay. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> Christian with the skepticism. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. He's, he's got a good ratio, but you know, you got yeah, vocalize a bit more, Harsha. Come on, man. <laughs> That's okay. Ah, here we go. <laughs> hopefully, this podcast. Actually, no, never mind. I was gonna say hopefully it meets your expectations, but it won't. Yeah, um, no, they're no. crazy <laughs> high. Crazy high. <laughs> um, anyway, Aja, do you want to tell everyone how we kind of got linked up together to become roommates in New York the past? I guess starting a month ago. Yeah. Um, so I was living in LA at the time and my lease was starting to co- uh, was coming up uh, to an end and I was starting to think about where I wanted to move next. And I think um, similar to Tarun, New York was on the list, but I knew absolutely nobody who was also going to move to New York at the same time as me. So I hit up our very good mutual friend, Naze, Nazaline. Um, what? For, for <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I just texted her and I was just like, Hey, like, do you know anybody who might be moving to New York around like March? And she was like, yeah, actually there's this guy like named Tarun who I think you've actually met before. Um, he mm-hmm. came to LA and, um, I remember like when she showed me photos, I was like, Oh yeah, it's like this guy. And the only reason why I like distinctly remember Tarun was because of the frames, because of the glasses. And he was right. taking these like hella fly ass photos while we were in the clubs and stuff. Um, and so then I was like, all right, shit, let me, uh, let me shoot him a text and maybe mm-hmm. we'll top on a FaceTime, see what this guy is like, because um, mm-hmm. I haven't had like a great success rate in terms of roommates in the past. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so definitely a little, hesitant um but yeah I, I still remember our first facetime call it went like way better than i thought that was one yeah. where i actually had genuine low expectations for <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah 
we talked for like three hours and once i got here um his girlfriend Wait, three hours home. holy shit that is yeah it was long. a long yeah. last yeah. call dude yeah. Yeah. you never talked to us for three hours yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think i've talked to you that's three hours before yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what i'm saying um <laughs> but yeah his like his girlfriend neha was saying that um separate neha to who we yeah we have to before, clarify yeah yeah um his his girlfriend mentioned that like it was like we were on a date she, when she heard that like we were talking yeah. for so long. She's like she never talked to me that long. What's your speaking? I mean, when you think about it, it was like almost like a. Yeah, I mean, the sure. questions, right? Like we we asked like, all right, so like, what do you do? What do you like? You know, what's your daily routine? <laughs> it was like a lot of questions that I honestly, yeah. Um, like I didn't realize until like midway through our conversation, I was like, shit, what did I ask Neha when I went on my first date? <laughs> <laughs> um you know what's your favorite color you know <laughs> i think um, we actually did talk about that at some point but we got yeah, everything yeah. in within three hours we, no, I I, yeah we we did i remember it's like what are like your quirks or what are what are like your uh pet peeves you know all mm-hmm. these things so mm-hmm. we, we definitely got a lot of uh a lot of information exchanged <laughs> that <laughs> that one night <laughs> yeah going back to that i mean i feel like I remember when we first on the were on the call, you were saying that how like you were OCD and stuff like that. Yeah. And, like now that we're now that we've been living together for like a month, I don't think you're that like OCD. Or maybe it, it's something that you've been keeping like you know to yourself. I don't know. But, you like, know, um, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because uh, the other day I was actually thinking about that, mm-hmm. um, and I think I was so at least I said I was really OCD because. Um, my roommate at the time in LA was pretty messy and I had mm-hmm. to like always like kind of clean up after him and, and yeah. stuff like that. And I think, you know, moving into New York, I, I kind of reflected and said to myself like, damn, I'm not doing like half the shit I used to mm-hmm. like back in LA. Um, so maybe that's why the OCD isn't showing as much. Mm-hmm. But okay. That's, but yeah. I can't complain. That's a great problem to have. <laughs> so. Yeah. So yeah, for for those of you who don't know, Ajay grew up in the Bay. He's a big Cali guy. Um, yes. I after talking to you for like the past month extensively about it, I feel like the Bay is not that different to Nova, right? Like, how how would you say that? Um, how was it growing up there? Which yeah, side of the Bay did you grow up? Um, I grew up in South Bay in Cupertino. So uh, so yeah, East Bay where Fremont and every everyone. A lot of the other Brown people town. are at whack, whack <laughs> South Bay is where it's at. Um, but yeah, I would say from a lot of the stories you told me about Nova, a lot of these TJ kids and everything, uh, um, we definitely had our fair share of characters too. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we had some people that were almost like a larger than a movie script type of figure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think very similar. Um, I think honestly, I met more Telugu people in the last like one month than I did pretty much my entire life growing up in the Bay. Um, so, so yeah, man, I, I love it, but your home. Yeah. Uh, I love meeting y'all. I, I don't know if I can say the same about the Bay. I, I'm good yeah. about the Bay. I mm-hmm. honestly, um, I've told many people this cause I get the question asked of like, if I would ever move back, mm-hmm. um, that question being asked the most by my mom, but, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I honestly, I'm good. I, I, the Bay was good to me. I met a lot of people, but I personally don't ever see myself moving back there. Mm-hmm. Is, how far is Cupertino from Palo Alto? I, I mean, I've heard the city name, but I don't even know where um, it is. I mean, it's uh, 
15 minutes. You, you, oh, take, shit. Okay, that's cool. you take 85 North and then take 101 North and then um, take El, El Camino Real and you're right El there. El Camino Real. Yeah. yeah. Roads. I never went. I always went North. I never actually went to like San Jose or any of the area, I guess. I don't know what to I say mean, off. Unless, unless you are in a desperate need of some boba, <laughs> there's no need for you to, <laughs> there's no need to go down there. There's no need to come, come down to us. Fair in enough. all honesty. Yeah. Did you end up did you end up going to SF often when you were young or did you kind of just stay in like the South Bay area? Um so it wasn't really until high school where um I started going to San Francisco a lot. And I think for a lot of people growing up in South Bay, they saw like San Francisco as like a completely different world. Um mm-hmm. and uh there's this thing there was like this idea of the triangle um that a lot of like South Bay kids kind of grow up with which is you grow up in south bay and then you go to school in the east bay which is typically uc berkeley and then after college you make your way across the bay bridge to san francisco and then once you you know want to live a bit more domesticated life you start making your way back to south back bay. Down. so Ooh, if you look it. at the the map it's almost like a triangle right but yeah no sf we used to go quite often um i'd say starting senior year of of high school and um yeah, I mean, honestly, at some, at one point in time, I wanted to live in SF. I'm sure 99% of my friends wanted to live in SF. Um, but I travel to SF now for work. And the more mm. I travel there, I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> um, I think pre-COVID, it must have been a really different world. But post-COVID, it's, it's, it's not the greatest, in my opinion. To is, whoever. It the, is it the shit on the floor or is there something else that... <laughs> Um, I honestly think it's the liveliness. Um, I think uh, because a lot of the tech companies have like embraced mm. this uh, remote work culture, um, yeah. you just don't have people that are out on the streets. Yeah, out on the streets. Um, I guess there are a lot of people out on the streets, but they just live on the streets, which is like yeah. a different problem. <laughs> <laughs> but, <so. laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I go to SF. I would say maybe like every other month or so, and mm. my office is on Market Street, which is like a. a or Mission Street, which is mm-hmm. like a very, very busy street. Um, like you have like pretty much every big name company within like a one mile radius of where my office is at. And um, I remember just walk, going on a walk around lunchtime and it's pretty empty. Um, <laughs> yeah. And for it, for San Francisco, for this being like a, like a big metropolitan city, yeah. it's dry. So <laughs> if it sucks to just kind of work there, I can't imagine living there. Have you noticed anything like that in New York? Like since you've been there, like... I mean, there's such a high concentration of people, but I don't know. I think it's still very popular to do work from home. So do you notice something similar? I think just because the density is so much higher. Yeah. Um, for me, it's like almost like a unfair comparison to SF. Because right. with SF it's as well, it's really small. Um, I think it's a lot mm-hmm. smaller than most people think it is. Mm-hmm. Or the, it's a lot smaller than people, yeah. And yeah, I mean, you can get from one end of the city to the other within, you know, 15 minutes. Whereas New York, the scale of New York, I think it always, um, it always shocks me. Whereas SF, I, I think if I, the next time I go to SF, I'll be like, damn, bro, like this shit is like, this is like a diet, you know, this is like a seven day trial of New <laughs> yeah. York, you know? Like, <laughs> this, uh, yeah, it's like super, um, you know, minimized, way less people, way more shit. So yeah, 
Haran, you're you're at Stanford, right? So oh, yeah, I was. I was at Stanford for. I mean, I was there for two years, but I was only living in Palo for one year. So I okay. went into SF like I would say like once a month for like five months. I probably went there for like five times in my like over like six seven month period. But okay, um, I like I had, I had a good time, but I think it was more about the people there that I met than maybe like the liveliness. Also, like I'm not too. I don't care too much about like. I guess I'm not living there, so I'm I'm just there for the weekend. So yeah. like I don't really care too much about the liveliness of the city as long as like I'm with people that I like have a fun time with. I don't really care about my surroundings mm-hmm. too much, I guess. But mm-hmm. um, I I actually I enjoyed it. I would say I think that also had to do with the fact that I feel like I vibed a lot more with people in the city than I did uh, like people at school. So oh, I guess okay. that kind of played into it a little bit. But um, okay, yeah. I mean, I, I think I'll see myself like going back like every now and then when I'm in LA to SF uh, to like go hang out with those those squad people. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've met a lot of people that also do not like the city, so you're not alone <laughs> with that. With I mean, that that's feeling. not to say that like SF doesn't have its own charm. Um, yeah, I think it's also it's also different when you try to like compare about like living, like, consider yourself living there than like just like visiting for like a weekend kind of thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, yeah, yeah I mean, the, I feel like I've just been on like a five minute just bagging rant. <laughs> SF, like, SF sucks. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's just not my cup of tea. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's not to say that it doesn't have its own charm. It has mm-hmm. amazing food. I think during the spring and the summer when the when the sun's out, SF is just amazing because um, mm-hmm. it's so like beautifully aesthetic and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, I think actually the maybe one of the biggest reasons why I, my appeal or lack of appeal towards SF is just growing up in the Bay. Mm-hmm. Um I think a lot of the personalities are very similar for the mm-hmm. people that you meet. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, living in LA, living in New York, um, I feel like I get a bit more diversity that aligns with the type of people I want to surround myself yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. So. Do you want to give it a quick rating out of 10? <laughs> SF? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give it a light six and a half. You that's, know? that's higher than uh, I thought it would be. Yeah. <laughs> a light six and a half. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Again, if if I if I'm ever back in the bay, I'll put it like this: if I'm back in the bay and my friends are like, "Yo, do you want to go to SF for the day?" I'm not gonna say no. Yeah. Right? I'll I'll go through. But if they were like, "Hey, do you want to like stay in SF for like a week? We should get like an Airbnb." I'll be like, "Nah." <laughs> 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 uh, so maybe that clears it up. Mm-hmm. Speaking of ratings, though, you recently went to a two Michelin star restaurant. Wow. I did. I did. Yeah. I honestly didn't talk to you much about this. I think you just um, you know, exclaimed to me that the food is very fucking good. But yeah. I want to hear like, you know, some more detail about it. Um, because obviously like me and I, I think no one else in this group here has experienced that before. So Yeah, I so it was my first time going to a two Michelin a restaurant. Shout out to my boy Sujay uh for for uh bringing me to that experience. Um, so yeah, let me tell you about this place. It's called like Saga NYC. All mm-hmm. right. It's, it's by this guy named, uh, Jamal James Kent. He's actually a Muslim dude. Um, if you, if you search him up on Google, he looks white as day. <laughs> so you'd be like, you know, like, <laughs> and he goes by James Kent because after nine 11, he was trying to apply to spots with the name Jamal in it. And like, mm-hmm. nobody would give him a shot. So he just dropped Jamal it's messed up. and yeah, it is really messed up. And so then he'd just go by chef James Kent. But, um, I mean, within recent period of time, he's bringing that back. <laughs> um, but yeah, saga was incredible. Um, 
so it's on the 64th floor of this building in the financial district. And so I've never had like a proper tasting menu. Mm. I've always, I mean, I think like most of us, we go to a restaurant, we see what looks good. Yeah. We just order that one item and yeah. go from there. Um, so for me, it was like super different to kind of be like pampered yeah. um, and just be given things one after another. Mm. You yeah. know? It's like going to like an Indian auntie's house and just <laughs> like, you don't know what's on the menu, but food's coming. What is <laughs> you know? And it, and yeah. it keeps coming too. Like you don't get to say stop. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, so for all you guys know, I'm vegetarian and, uh, and uh, Sujay, the friend I went with, he's also vegetarian too. Mm. So we had an all vegetarian tasting menu oh, and cool. they could also make it all vegan too. Ooh. I mean, the all vegetarian tasting menu was incredible. So I can only imagine what, you know, their regular, yeah. um, mm-hmm. tasting menu is like, but yeah, they bring you in. Um, they're like crazy bougie like crazy bougie i mean obviously it's like new york city two michelin you're gonna expect some shit but the amount of i mean they gave me this like honey soda and they were like this is supposed to be a palate cleanser and i'm just like okay (laughs) (laughs) i'm 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 gonna go with it um and yeah i mean they're, they're gonna like they just bring like one after another and at first and if you guys have seen like you know i'm sure all of you guys have seen like photos of like michelin star food it's like Mm bite-sized right Right, right. um so initially i'm thinking like yo like am i gonna have to pick up like dollar pizza after this like (laughs) like um because the first thing was just like these two slices of like mushrooms that were on like this like uh like a stick almost and so at first it was a lot of like, um, what, what do they call it? Like finger bites or whatever. Finger food. Yeah. Uh, yeah finger food. Uh, finger bites. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey man. So they start you with that. Um, but they bring you so much, so many of the right. finger food and each one is so, you know, delicate, delicately curated and presented. Um, that at first you're like, man, I feel kind of bad. Like yeah. just yeah. like go eating like a pig and just be like, all right. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, nah, it, it was incredible. I mean, after that, um, it's funny because I, that dinner was last Friday and like this weekend, me and Neha are trying to plan like a date night and I was just sending her tasting menus. I was just like, yo, like we, we got to just do, I'm, I, I love this boozy, sh- I love the boozy <laughs> lifestyle, you know? Um, I can't do a la carte no more. <laughs> I'm beyond all that. No yeah, more entrees. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't choose. They choose. <laughs> um, you know, it really is an experience. Mm. Um, I've, I've been to a one Michelin restaurant before, but two is like, well, there's a big distinction. So mm. I can't imagine what three is like. Um, and my friend Sujay, who I went with, he had went to 11 Madison Park earlier that week, which is a three Michelin restaurant. Now, so I was asking him, I was like, yo, like, what is the difference between yeah. what we're experiencing right now and what, what you had at 11 Madison? Um, I mean, in his opinion, he said that it was like very neck and neck, but still, I, I, it's a pretty penny. It's not cheap, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it's worth going because it's beyond just like eating food. It really mm-hmm. felt like an experience. Yeah. The reason I think it's like, like before when I thought about eating at these Michelin star restaurants, I also have like this like 
preconceived notion that like they're just going to give you like one bite of everything yeah and then also i thought about how like yeah i only eat like chicken and like fish like i don't eat beef or pork and i feel like all these yeah. Michelin star restaurants are like oh yeah we have like a10 wagyu and all this shit or whatever like, <laughs> yeah, i was like yeah. i can't even eat that so like what, what even is the point yeah. but now now that they're like like especially 11 madison park i, I watched an interview with the the head chef there and he was like explaining um that like you know he switched the restaurant over to completely vegetarian or vegan or whatever um, yeah and i think that's like great sign that like other restaurants are going to follow suit um and like give us more options which is lit yeah um, i mean that 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 was one of my biggest hesitations at first too because mm-hmm. um i mean saga was i think after tip and taxes it came out to almost like eight hundred dollars which um I, going in right yeah right it's, it's not cheap for two right or each for two for two okay so, I mean, I mean, I mean, the red right now. Harsher ball and different, man. I mean, yeah, it's still four hundred per person. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy, and especially as a vegetarian, right? I've always kind of thought about this too, um, kind of throughout my life. I was like, man, I feel like I'm doing myself like such a massive disservice by like not eating meat or not trying meat. Mm. Um, so when I'm spending four hundred dollars on vegetarian food, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thought kicks back in of like, yo, this isn't the shit that they're even known for, you know? They're known, <laughs> yeah. for, like, yeah. <laughs> they're known for a completely different menu. They probably got two stars off of a different menu, mm-hmm. uh, but now, nah, man, they killed it. Shout out to Jamal. <laughs> Some respect on his name. That's like Yeah. Did you feel like you like didn't belong there? Like, was there hella like other bougie people there? Like famous people looking? Do you need to like dress up, or is that is that recommended? Um, so, is that recommended? Uh, so, <laughs> um, so they didn't have a dress code. Um, so the the kitchen is actually well known, um, at least within the culinary world, to have a much more relaxed environment. Mm-hmm. Um, like you'll see like chef James Kent walking around in like a pair of Jordans, um, like all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but with that said, I dressed up cause I was like, well, I'm sure as hell yeah. I'm not going to wear Jordans to two Michelin. I'm, I'm not there. <laughs> I'm not at like the FU money. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. but did it feel a little weird? Kinda. Yeah, for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. you could definitely tell, I remember the table next to us, it was like a table of three and they were celebrating like someone's birthday. The conversations that they would have were so, it was so casual to them, but for us, it would be like, um, like something we would have to really, really like talk about. For example, they were talking about, you know, taking a trip to Switzerland in two weeks, like just (laughs) casually, just like, Hey, we should go to like Geneva or like, I, I forgot that really famous lake. Um, yeah. But they were just like very casual. Like, should we just go there in like two weeks? And they're like trying to figure out, like one of them pulled out like Airbnb on his phone and stuff. And I'm like, yo, if I'm going to Switzerland, I'm planning the shit in like six to 12 months before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sure yeah. told that I'm dropping $400 on a meal, right? Like two yeah. weeks before. Yeah. 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 Oh. I need my laptop. I need my laptop too. I can't do yeah. this on my phone. I need my yeah. laptop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this was only 400? Wow, great deal. Yeah, yeah. It's so okay, the three-star restaurant that provide the laptop for you. Yeah. That's, what, that's the services they have, yeah. <laughs> they, have, they have like a flight concierge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the food brings out oh. like a, a travel thought and then you have to like go book a flight after. It's all inclusive. But it's yeah. just it's all inclusive. <laughs> but I mean, those were, um, I mean, that was just the table next to us. So I can't imagine what other people, yeah. you know, what their backgrounds were mm-hmm. or. That's crazy. Just them like, yeah, it's just like such a different level of balling out and, um, 
honestly, such a different way of just going about life. It was very fascinating to hear for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, hey, I, 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 once y'all are all famous off this pod, like don't forget me, you know, bring, <laughs> bring me to Saga so, so I can join those conversations too. <laughs> you know, if we ever make it to fucking McDonald's, it's a, it's a miracle. <laughs> we'll let like- you know when we have Jamal on. <laughs> okay, all right, say less, say less. I feel like when you're at a restaurant like that, you have to like, you have to treat it like, you know, remember like Ratatouille when they're trying cheese? Like, I don't know for the first time, but like, he's pretty much like telling like, yeah, remember cheese to close and the strawberry. Yeah, yeah. Like, close your eyes, like picture what you're like. I feel like I have to mm. keep, treat every like small dish like that to like really, I don't know, like appreciate what I'm doing. Yeah. But I, don't I, mean, I don't know if I'm capable of those kinds yeah, of feelings. Yeah, you can't be eating at her on speed at a Michelin star restaurant. Yeah, that's what I can't, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, I was just about to say, like, I'm a, I'm a pretty fast eater, but yeah, I mean, with these like, uh finger food i was like man i gotta take my sweet ass time but at the (laughs) same time there were so many courses um our dinner reservation was at nine and we left at turin do you remember what time i texted you it was like past midnight he he texted me like at 12 30 and i was like yeah he's like oh is there any any moves or anything and i was like yeah i think i'm gonna just go to sleep and then he's like okay we're coming i was like you guys just got out of dinner yeah yeah like i said no it's like i mean they pace the meals obviously but there's just when you think it's like all right no more they bring out like six more (laughs) pieces of food and they also like pay attention to how fast you're eating right like if you're on your like if you're finishing up then they'll like figure out like what the best time is to send the next one out right oh yeah yeah no like we there was um our server um like i think the way that the restaurant was set up, it's kind of set up, um, I think I'd guess to any other restaurant, like servers would cover a certain area um, of the patrons. Um, So yeah, like our server was just kind of like, I could see her just kind of glancing on the side, making sure that, uh, or at least seeing where we're at. Um, And the second that she would see us, like our like hands were away from the table and we're just like, but me and Sujay were just talking. Um, Yeah. She would like go straight to the kitchen, like just vanish. (laughs) She had gone for a minute and then about like five minutes, five to 10 minutes after that, the new set of dishes would come out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy when you think about it, right? Like, cause a lot of these uh, servers at um, these like Michelin star or fancy restaurants in general, they're making like a hundred, 200 K bro. Easily. Like just like tips and like the service that they provide. Like you gotta be very experienced, very like, you can't be fucking around <laughs> like, yeah. easily. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. Um, I mean, after every, so whenever the server would come and take our food, there'd be another dude who'd come and he would clean up the entire table. Even if there was just like a flake, <laughs> like from, a single crumb. From, yeah. Just like a single crumb or a flake Damn. from a piece of bread. Like this dude like takes down, cleans up the entire table. They take away all your cutlery, all your plates, everything, and then they just bring brand new ones. Oh so God. it's like you're sitting down for the they first time. They bring a cloth to your mouth, like dab your mouth. <laughs> I mean, they, 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 uh, what they do is they, they brought like uh, hot towels. In oh, between. shit. In between yeah, they bring hot towels. Yeah, they bring out hot towels and then they'd switch Yo. out your handkerchief. So, God yeah, you, you, you really get, you really, really get I hammered. see what's crazy. You got a fucking spa package in this $400 dinner, <laughs> yeah, too. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> When I come visit you, I want that kind of level of meal from you. Yeah, okay. I want that whole. I want that all that treatment. I'll, I'll pay you. you. I'll pay you. You'll pay me. Yeah, I'll pay you. Pay, you'll pay me to take you. No, no, no. no. I'll pay you to treat <laughs> no, me like that. Your place. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> I can't seize my food properly yet. Okay, give me a little bit of time. <laughs> hey, man, hey, we 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 got the instapot now. You can anything is possible. <laughs> anything is possible. <laughs> what, what is that? Uh, what is that? A book from 
Ratatouille. Anyone can cook. Anyone can cook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They didn't have the Insta Pot for that book, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, uh, you know, seeing some bougie, famous people, you actually did meet and interact very extensively with a very famous person that, that we all know. Um, do you want to tell that story? You know, uh, are, you ta- are, you ta- are you talking about the Hassan story? Yes. He's like, which yes. one? He's like, which one? Bro? I, got, I don't know too many people. <laughs> just, just, just from LA, bro. <laughs> millions of famous people. Nah, nah. Um, yeah, so um, <clears throat> at the time, I was in community college. And so um, in community college, I had like no social life. So my only like outlet was just going to the gym all the time. Um and so because I'd go to the gym so often, um, I used to like, like whenever I walked in, like the trainers, like the front desk, like, like they kind of knew who I was. Yeah. And so um, one day I walk in and Hassan Minhaj is there. Right. And, and Cupertino, by the way, I'm Damn. like, I'm like well, what the hell is this guy doing here? <laughs> um, and so I'm like doing my workout and stuff. And this was right after um, Homecoming King. So okay. like he's kind of like blowing up on the spot, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but not nearly to what he is now. Um, and I remember like you know going out and he was getting a, a a workout in with one of the personal trainers that I knew. And so um, there was a brief period of time during his workout where he's like on the treadmill doing cardio. So like um, I just went up to the personal trainer. I'm like, yo, dude, like um, you know, how, how much longer is this not going to work out? I'd love to like, <laughs> just say hi and like shake his hand. Yeah. Um, and then he was like, yo, actually after this, we're doing like a cool down session where we're just stretching. So if you want to, you know, do you want to just like join on the cool down? I was like, shit, why not? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, it was like during that period of time where I, I got to chat with him a bit, uh, a little bit. And, um, I asked him when his next special was coming out, um, and he said that, you know, he's working on something, uh, which isn't a special, but it's going to come out later that fall. Um, that ended up being Patriot Act. Mm-hmm. Um, but I asked him, I was like, yo, what, what are you doing here in Cupertino, <laughs> uh, in this super suburban city? <laughs> um, and, but he said that his, uh, his wife's family, um, she has a lot of like family out in Cupertino. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was just like visiting, but in my opinion, I think it was like a, two birds, one stone type of thing. I think he was there in Los Gatos um, to the Netflix headquarters, visiting some folks um, Mm. and just so so happened to appease the in-laws. But (laughs) that's my theory. Um, But yeah, no, like Hassan was super chill. I think people don't believe me when I say this, but this man is super jacked. Like it's pretty crazy. I remember this dude was wearing like a, a Jordan tank top and I was like, yo, goddamn, like you got some pretty big arms, bro. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Um, How tall is he? He's, he seems kind of tall, but I don't Yeah, I think he was like six. Yeah. Six. Um, yeah, he, he could play point guard for sure. You know? <laughs> uh, um, yeah, but super dope guy. Um, and it was coincidentally like that following week. I like, he was doing like a series of shows in the Bay Area. Um so I went to one of them and um, I think that was when he was still trying to test the format of Patriot Act mm-hmm. because he kind of did that like pseudo PowerPoint presentation mixed with yeah. like a lot of jokes, but yeah. he's still trying to send a message. Um, so he did that a lot um, during his set, which kind of threw me and my friends off because we were 
thinking it would just be like a regular. Yeah, just like a regular, like a lecture. Yeah, yeah. Why are we talking about the Middle East government right now? What's going on? Yeah, no, honestly, like honestly, like um, I I think at the time, um, the uh Trump either had just gotten elected. I think he had just gotten elected, and I, oh, that was I think around the time when Trump was doing like this Muslim ban. You know, remember <laughs> that? Like, the, yeah, he was, he was like, "Oh, we gotta like ban all the Muslims so we can figure out what's going on." So, um, yeah, he, he he like made like a, a, I remember he made a pretty funny joke about that, but then it got like really serious again, and I was just like, I don't know if I should be laughing for the serious parts as well. <laughs> um, but that's pretty sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was um, it was a. Very, I think that was probably like my first real celebrity interaction. Mm-hmm. You want to tell him what your second was? God damn. My, my second celebrity interaction? <laughs> Ever? Uh, maybe, I don't know. Maybe this happened before. Oh, uh, yeah. So that was actually, that's a pretty fun story. Um, that entire weekend was actually kind of um, just so much stuff happened because, uh, yeah, I met two chain. I'm going to give you guys like just the summary of what happened that weekend. All right. First, I met Two Chains, Nav, and like Trey Young at the club. All right, um, in Atlanta, to, I'm assuming. Or uh, no, no, this was actually in New York. Oh um, wow! Okay. <laughs> yeah, so like sneaked into their section, crazy. Um, uh, that, it was my first time that I met Neha that weekend, um, and that's kind of like started our relationship. And so um, that's like the fourth most favorite person you met that week. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. And then she broke into the top five. She broke into top, top five, five. Top five. <laughs> top five, but not top. She's not in the top two. Not two. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, met Neha. And it was also the first time um, that weekend where I tried steak. Um, oh. Which, yeah, so I'll, I'll get to that too. Me and my friends, we went to this one place called, I think it's called the Up and Up. Um, really dope club and uh we had no idea that like all these celebrities were going to be in there we just heard it was like a fun spot that the djs play good music and um we went in and they uh and then like hell of people like just start like swarming towards like this one area of the club so like me and my friends were like yo what's going on and then we find out to be uh two chains (laughs) <laughs> um and i guess he was making a club appearance and this dude i remember like um he had like a like one of those like louis vuitton uh like pouches you know the ones that you yeah. kind of put over your yeah. thing and mm-hmm. it was just filled with joints this dude like <laughs> it's, it, it's just like filled with joints um and he had like small containers to like roll weed and, and, and all this crazy shit right um and so then i remember there was this like like this middle-aged like white dude that was like part of like his section who was plastered and me and one of my close friends, we were like standing right next to him, but in between us is this barrier. And you could see there's like a, this big security guy who's standing in between us. And, um, you know, and they're, they're obviously playing like, you know, two chains music. They're playing no lie. Um, the big booty ho song and all that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. The birthday song. Yeah. Um, the, the middle-aged dude he like just kind of like taps um he like taps my shoulder and he was just like yo like do, do you want any drinks and i was just like yeah i mean why not I mean, <laughs> uh, surprising because we're not in hell's kitchen so i don't know what you're trying to do but um, <laughs> um 
But yeah, I was just like, all right, sure. Uh, and he was like, yeah, bro, like we got like so we got hell alcohol, nobody's drinking it. Um, so please feel free. So um, he like taps the security guy, and the security guy like there was like that velvet rope, yeah. you know, lifts it up, lets us in, puts it back down. Crazy. <laughs> and just like that, we're now in two chain section. We start making our way closer and closer to two chains, and um, uh, I have like photos of it. Um, I mean, I I don't know if I could show it to you, but. Uh, but yeah, it was great. And then they started playing uh, Tap by Nat. Tap, 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 Multi-platinum. I'm have a fucking aneurysm, dude. That's pretty good. You know, you know you, the two greatest songs, you have We Are the World by Mac, Michael Jackson, and then you got Tap by Nat. You know? <laughs> um, so they start playing Tap and... Uh, and then the DJ, like, he's just like, y'all make some motherfucking noise. Nav's in the building. And then, like, you see, like, Nav's, like, you know, big-ass head just kind of, like, pop out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, and you're like, oh, shit, like, Nav's here. Um, and then um, he, like, plays – I remember he played tap, like, three times in a row. Um, and if you guys remember the song – uh, Meek Mill yeah. Meek Mill starts off the song mm-hmm. right so everybody's now thinking like okay we got Chains we got Nav <laughs> I mean shit where the hell is Meek right <laughs> um, and then like the DJ like cuts the music off again and he was like shout out to the Atlanta Hawks we got Trey <laughs> Young in the building and I, I I have to like check Google for this but I think Trey Young was not 21 at the time uh, well, wait, so, what year was this? This was 2019, the summer of 2019. Hmm. Yeah, I think so, he's like I, on the cusp Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, I turned 21 that summer. So, I don't know. Um, Wait, you were 21 when that middle-aged guy got you drinks? No, 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 no. I turned 21 in June oh, of okay, okay, okay. 2019. Uh, that, that, the whole New York thing happened in, in mm-hmm. July. Yeah. Trying to rat him up, bro. Relax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Story, yeah. Bro. Mark, bro? What one, is this? <laughs> one, two, one, two. Where's my lawyer? <laughs> but yeah, and then so before we knew it, we were like, I was like right next to two chains, and then like behind him is Nav, and then behind Nav is Trey Young. Um, Dude, I wonder if Trey Young goes out now, like he's gonna get booed by like New Yorkers because they fucking hate him, bro. <laughs> I mean, Knicks like, fans do, do, but I don't know if like all of New York hates him, but a good amount of people will dislike him in the city. Yeah. I would, I, that's actually so true. That's actually so true. I'd be hella curious to see what. I think <laughs> half reception. the people. Yeah, yeah. Like, now they bring out Trey Young, like everyone just leaves. <laughs> just like, yeah. I think. I think, I, I think half the people would be like, "Yo, to hell with you!" But, hey, can I, can I get a flick? You know. Yeah, you know? exactly. Um, <laughs> It's crazy. But, there was an all-star NBA player there, and he was still shorter than the rapper there. Because Two Chains is like six. Two Chains is massive. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Yo, didn't Two, two Chains play like D one football or something crazy? Yeah, he played uh, like he, he used to play basketball. Yeah, college, like JUCO basketball. basketball or something. Yeah, yeah, and I think he actually got kicked out because of like drug charges or something. Mm-hmm. And then he started rapping, and then he became even more. Yeah, well, actually, than- for 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 Two Chains, he actually started off. Um, his original rap name was called Titty Boy. It was titty and then B-O-I, right? Um, and then when he was like 32, he like... <laughs> like I'm a man he, like, now. Like, <laughs> boy, man. <laughs> like when he was 32, I don't know. I guess he decided that, you know, titty boy wasn't working out for him commercially. I wonder why. <laughs> um, and so, um, 
yeah, like, uh, so he went by the name of Two Chains, and it was actually crazy because I didn't really think that uh, Two Chains was this like deep like that. Um, but someone asked him. I remember watching this in an interview where it's like, "Yo, like, why'd you name yourself Two Chains?" And he was like, um, "You know, like Two Chains represents like the second chain represents like my second chance, and it was like my second chance of like." Uh, at my career and like reviving it. And I was like, whoa, like, that's like oddly very philosophical for yeah, a man that, that who dude wants definitely a big booty hoe. Like, yeah, he's yeah, some PR yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like, yo, give yeah. me an answer before I go. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. He didn't yeah. want to just say, I didn't want to be Titty Boy anymore. <laughs> and I was wearing two chains. So I said two chains. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that, that was, that was an incredible weekend for sure. That's pretty crazy, man. I don't think I've mm-hmm. met anyone on that level of like i guess famousness in yeah, like, like that ever. close too yeah that's yeah crazy. yeah um yeah it's and also like those diamonds those chains the yeah, watches those t- should have snatched they, it man bro man they are <laughs> snatching it around. i'm trying to kill this man for sure <laughs> um I mean, not nah, chains was so zooted. Like you, you, you could have taken anything from him. You probably wouldn't notice, but he had security with him. So, yeah. um, but no, nah, those diamonds really, they, they were shining bright, like crazy. Mm-hmm. I, you know, like the rappers always like rap about it, you know, um, you know, flexing about their diamonds, um, this, that, but what I think that was like my first time seeing like the rapper diamonds per se, yeah. Yeah. um, to see just like how blinged out they are. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this is like, <laughs> like it legit has like a flash. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Shit, bro, if you got one, then you could like cash it in for like a lifetime supply at Saga or something. <laughs> like, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> lifetime membership. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder if these famous rich people, like rappers and stuff, eat at Mission Star restaurants ever. Like, do they? Probably I'm not, sure. right? Um, they probably just do that at home. Like, do they go out and eat? Yeah, Do they have to. Yeah, I'm sure. Probably, it might be a hassle, sure, honestly. Like if you to go out, like and famous, like people would just like look at you and like take pictures of you. Yeah, you got to deal with all that shit. Yeah. I mean, I no, you can ask for the room in the back, bro. They already got. They always mm, have yeah. rooms in the back, private yeah. rooms, VIP room. I mean, also, um, I mean, I kind of noticed this when I was in LA more so. Um, like if you go to the restaurants where a lot of like celebrities frequent, um, I noticed that a lot of the people that are just like regular diners there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they also, I think it's not that they like know them personally, but I think they're just in such like high society that they don't really flip out or, you know, they're like, oh shit, like that's so-and-so when, when they walk through. Um, Mm -hmm. I remember this one time I went to this one Italian restaurant on Rodeo Drive in Beverly Hills called Il Pasteo. And, um, I remember me and Neha did like a date night there and, you know, obviously we're like really dressed up and stuff. And I would say at least like a quarter of the people that showed up literally would wear like Balenciaga sweats and just like sneakers. And I remember this one chick was just wearing like yoga pants and like Gucci kicks. And it's like such a weird. Is this this like, 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 and like El Pasteo wasn't cheap. So it's like, I think when they, when they're just surrounded by that much money, Mm. I, I can't imagine the fame really phases them either mm-hmm. um but that's just my observation but i'm sure they do frequent i know in new york there's a restaurant called carbone mm-hmm. which a lot of celebrities frequent um yeah i'm sure like in west village greenwich soho tribeca 
the celebrities are all out and about eating somewhere. But what about you guys? What's like, who's probably like the famous, the most famous person you've ever seen or interacted with? You, man, by association. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm, I'm, a, I'm a friend of Hassan Minaj, yeah. bro. That's crazy. Yeah. Nah, nah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever interacted with anyone famous, unfortunately. I've had a very boring life. I think most of mine are athletes, honestly. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. athletes are famous, too. Yeah. But, like, it's not crazy when you see him at a game. No, I mean... No, I got a picture where you like Jeremy Grant, but it's not like <laughs> Trey Young or two. Chains. That's a pretty cool, bro. Yeah, yeah. he's got a good contract. Cool. That's, that's, yeah. that's cool. <laughs> yeah, you can snatch a chain from him too. You can snatch a chain. <laughs> I saw him like at the store in the airport buying a pencil and then asking the worker to sharpen it for him. It's actually <laughs> crazy that out of a crowd of people, I mean, I get he's tall. You fucking recognize the face of Jeremy Grant. He's like. <laughs> Not a fucking irrelevant player, but like close to it. When he's it like a D-list player. Yeah. No, no, no. He's no, he's like a good role player. He's, he's, he's yeah, he's a role oh, player no. though. Like, and wait, wait, when did you when did you meet him in our show? Last summer. Okay, yeah. I he's mean, like role, at that point, but he's okay, a role player. Yeah. Like, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not a bum though. He's not like all, he's yeah, getting but good. A casual NBA fan does not know fucking Jeremy Grant's face. Dude. Yeah, that's I guess that'd be, that's fair. That's fair. He just he just appreciated to be noticed, you know. <laughs> He's like, you looking at me? <laughs> wait, was he, wait, I can't remember. He wasn't like happy about taking the picture, right? Or something? Yeah, he was fine. Like he was by himself. Mm-hmm. Like no one was around him. And I just like I saw him and I walked to my gate and I was like What did you you like I'm a big fan? No, I was like, hey, like, do you mind if we like can get a like get a picture together? He was like, Yeah, sure, don't worry. Do you yeah. comment him at all? Yeah, did you, did yeah you, I talked to him. I was sure like, I was like great? No, I did. I was like, so like you wanna come to the wizards? <laughs> he, was like, he, he was like no i just want to make blazers i was like oh yeah and then, like, i should have googled him like why he would be here but his brother plays for the wizards g league team hmm, the capital city I should, have asked, I should have asked him about that where he would have really appreciated that but it was yeah. too late. you think he would have thought that was weird yeah, I'd be like, oh, are you here to see your brother and then say the name and like play for the Cowboys? Are you guys averaging like 8.4 points per game on, on 86% shooting? Like, are you here to see Jaren Grant point guard for the Capital City Go-Go? Oh, is that Jaren Grant? Oh, yeah. shit. I knew. Oh, I forgot about that. And like your uncle Horace Grant, who's not here, but just, I know that he's your uncle, <laughs> who played with Michael Jordan. He just flex all the information yeah. you possibly I'm have on the cr- Jordans. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't Horace like an Egyptian name? I'm ready. Okay. Good good shout, man. I guess. Thanks. Maybe. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Trinity, many famous Ball knowledge. people. Ball knowledge. Uh, what? Famous you meet, people? You meet? Yeah. Nah, man. I mean, uh, last time I was in New York, uh, we were walking around Lower East Side at some point, and I saw the guy, um, the guy from Silicon Valley walking around. What's his name? Mark Zuckerberg? Richard. Richard Hendricks, but I forget his name in real life. Thomas Middleditch. Thomas Middleditch, yeah, yeah. But mm. I saw him walking around, and I, I couldn't remember for the life of me his name, so I just started yelling, Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> these two girls. What's their, uh, what, what's their startup again? It's uh, Pied Piper? Pied Piper, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so then the two girls, like, either in front of me or behind me, whatever, I, like, heard me yelling, and they, like, they gestured to me like, oh, yeah, like, that's him, that's him. <laughs> yeah, keep going, keep yelling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny, though, because I think, like, as soon as I started yelling, like, he kind of put his head down a bit. And, like, he already had his hoodie up. He already had his hoodie up, but, like, 
He can't hide from feel me. Bad. That's he a classic. That's, bad, a, that's a Richard move right there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the closest I've gotten to somebody that's well known, I think. Oh, we also met uh, Mr. Beast's um, video guy. Recently. Yeah, he's so famous given that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you told you about this? No, I didn't. Uh, basically, we're, we're, to in, give the brief uh, version, yeah. we're in Raleigh for uh, my girlfriend's birthday. And then it was like me, Christian Haran, and, and uh, Swati, my girlfriend, like sitting at this table at this like random restaurant in Raleigh. Um, okay. And like there was this guy that like I know I had seen in like Mr. Beast videos before, like sitting literally at the table next to us. Um, but like, I didn't know for sure, for sure. And then he started talking to his like friend who seemed like a normal ass dude about like how, um, he went like, I don't know, some, like he did some crazy shit where like they went into a plane and they're doing like six G maneuvers and like flipping the plane and all this shit. And like, he did like, at that point I knew he was like who I thought he was. So then yeah. like, I was trying to explain to them, like, <laughs> like who this guy was. So I pulled up like, the video, like, like, remember, video and remember? like held it up. <laughs> Yeah, he literally <laughs> spent six minutes scrubbing through a video yeah, just to find the like, frame where the dude is wearing the same exact hat he's wearing at the table next to yeah, us. Yeah. And not quietly, Trun's like, yeah, 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 no, it's him for sure. Yeah. Like very loudly, like very obviously. <laughs> it's, like, oh, yeah, it's him. And then like for the next like 15 minutes, we were literally just like talking, but also meanwhile, Trun just like kept looking, like glancing no, over at the I guy. Was so, I was so curious that like, because I was saying like, he was talking about like these 6G maneuvers and all this whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. all this crazy oh, shit. Oh, are just boring to you? Dude, in comparison, yeah, fuck yeah. What, were, what the fuck were you talking about? We are talking about, oh, this mimosa is so good. Whatever. Like, <laughs> it's um, your girlfriend's birthday, bro. I was also curious. No, no, not that day, though. That was crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Anyway, like I was like more curious like at the at his story, but also the fact that like his friend who seemed like a hometown friend, like a day one type friend, like did not mm. say a single word that whole time because I feel like the other dude was like flexing on him a little bit. Like, yeah. hey, my life is so crazy. Listen to this. <laughs> and like, obviously he lured me in, even though I wasn't supposed to listen or whatever. It was crazy. <laughs> oh, wait, do we, was your defense thing that that wasn't her birthday, so it's okay? Like that day wasn't her birthday? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to confirm that. We that's weren't what talking about anything else. Were we? Were you guys? I don't remember. No. I wasn't yeah, listening. Clearly, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not digging yourself right. into a big yeah, uh, who's the who's the most famous person you've met? Dude, I haven't met anyone famous, man. I think the most like famous is probably Nikhil Alexander Walker because we got the photo. Oh, yeah. And that's an actual like... Like, he's a tier below uh, Jeremy Grant. Except, you know, he's getting some good playing time. No, now, I think but. he's the same tier only because he's Shay's cousin. Not because he's a, of the player he Okay, is. so, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's no. fair. Besides that, no. I mean, like, I remember, like, back in the day, like, in, like, middle school, like, this one girl, like, said she, like, met this, like, relatively famous Liverpool striker, like, in a airport in, like, England. And I was, like, so upset. And I was like, why can't that be me? Because I never met a fucking... <laughs> like, I just want to met like meet, like, one random-ass football, like, a soccer player. And that's never happened yet. So, fingers crossed that will happen to me at one point in my yeah, life. you'd be at LA, bro. You weren't into the Galaxy players, the LAFC players, bro. You'd be straight. Yeah, but, like, they're all... Yeah. I mean, no one really matters besides, like... But they, but tons Chitteri. of tons of European players like vacay in LA, bro. Like you'll run into somebody. That's true. Yeah. That's yeah, true. Maybe. Yeah. And like you never know. Yeah. 
Just find out roughly where they live and then show up to all the soccer fields <laughs> okay. nearby. Okay. <laughs> and then talk about their their dad and their cousin. This, who, this who sentence started low and then never <laughs> went up. <laughs> Go to Il Pasteo and just sit there. Go wear some some sweatpants at El Pasteo. Yeah. And And write Balenciaga on them with the Sharpie. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Be chilling. Be like, oh, yeah, it's a new line of their uh, (laughs) their sweatpants. (laughs) You guys haven't seen these ones. Dude, honestly, people believe it. There's a lot of, I feel like there's a lot of clothes right now. Yeah, just resell it right there. (laughs) (laughs) You want these pants? Yeah, just take the pants off. Yeah. (laughs) You give it to the server for a free meal. (laughs) And then you'll be the famous person because you'll be all over the news. Let's go. We are social yeah. engineering at his finest. Um, no, I was going to say, uh, I forgot. I met Nimesh Patel. He's pretty famous. Yeah, I was going to mention him. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was also yeah. going to say that. It's crazy. Yeah. I saw a TikTok of him today. Some girl, uh, like, interned for him. Mm. And now she's trying to do stand-up on her own. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Big I ups. Scroll over to a TikTok account. It has, like, 150 followers. But she's doing stand-up, like, in LA. Is she funny? Did you follow her? I no, I didn't follow her, but I thought she was like kind of funny. She's her her delivery was very average. Bad. Dude, delivery yeah. is so important. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Like the content of her jokes were like okay, but the delivery was very monotone. But you know, she uh, you know tons tons of room for growth. You know, yeah. yeah. Think about it, like writers for like TV shows. Like some of them are. I mean, I, I never met these meet these writers, but like there's some really fucking good lines in like a lot of these comedy shows. But like mm. I feel like none of them ever do stand up. I feel like you. You need yeah, like a different a level whole, of yeah, it's a whole personality different. and delivery yeah. to, to yeah, make it sure. into a stand-up. Speaking of delivery, uh, Ajay, I wanted to make sure we talk about this because you're so good at it. You make music, man. Tell us more about it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Dude, first of all, the segues have just been impeccable. Yeah. <laughs> my goodness. Have your expectations <laughs> lowered yet? <laughs> we, need, we need a round of applause. I mean, <laughs> like, y'all had, like, the sound effects where it's just, like, you know, <laughs> you could just... Wait, what do you mean? Truder than usually, usually these transitions do you guys, like, yeah, talk to a day-to-day yeah. basis? <laughs> nah, nah, you know? That's crazy. Like, How was your day? <laughs> yeah. Speaking yeah. of speaking your day, of my day was... Good. <laughs> This yeah. lunch is great. Speaking yeah. of lunch, what do you what are you eating for dinner? <laughs> oh my god! But yes, 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 I do make uh, some music. It's been a, it's been a minute since I've actually like gone in, gone into a studio, but um, yeah, I would say it is something that I am very passionate about. So, what kind of music do you make? Um, why? For why? Me? Where? Why? Where? So <laughs> yeah, I mean. Um, I guess the origin story is like, it all goes back to community college. Like I'm going to, I'm going to just preface this right now. Like again, community college, social life is completely non-existent, like, <laughs> completely non-existent. And so, um, so I had to find a lot of different outlets to kind of like pass the time. And especially when you see all your friends at a college campus, like mm. doing fun shit, you're going to feel a type of way to be like, man, I need to do something for myself. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, uh, so yeah, like I bought like a, a $40 mic on Amazon or something like that. And I think like I was only looking for like free software. So I started off with like audacity, which is like the software program that like the, hey, dude, you I think, think you can start like, a podcast can make, too, man. You tell me I can, I can make some music right now. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Dude. It's, it's what, what we primarily you know? use for this podcast. You know, I, <laughs> and we also have Amazon. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, let, let me, let me say, I mean, audacity, if you know how to use it is so powerful, but like, I mean, I literally just watched like a YouTube tutorial. Right. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm gonna win like a Grammy off this thing, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so yeah, like I, just started recording some some music and then 
um, when I went to UCSD, uh, they actually had a radio station on campus. And in that radio station, they also had like a recording studio. And so that was like my first time actually going to a studio, making beats. Um, and there was an engineer there. Shout out to Nick. I haven't talked to this dude in years, but, you know, <laughs> big ups to Nick. <laughs> um, and he was the first one to really show me how to like, you know, produce. I mean, he used to use like Logic and Pro Tools and like a lot of the more professional software. Mm-hmm. Um, and the studio was legit. It had like all the amps, it had all the plugins, um, all the hardware to really make something like crazy if you wanted to. Um, and so, yeah, that's where like, I really started to actually like take music a bit more serious or like give a bit more seriousness to music. Um, and yeah, like, so for me, I'm, I make primarily, I'd say more like R and B ish music. I think when I first started out, I was like really into this, like the trap, um, and I still have yeah. some recordings of it, you know, back when I was like 18. <laughs> and, um, they're essentially like the 18 year old version of what tap would be, you know, that sounds pretty promising. If you had to think of what that style of music was like, just think of like if an 18 year, if you gave an 18 year old Indian kid, the, the challenge to remix tap, <laughs> what that output would be that is what i used to make Good. on a very consistent basis Good. um so in other words it was a one ass it, <laughs> it, it was so bad so bad um but yeah i mean um and then in la uh where i was living for the last like two years or so um i started going to an like a legit recording studio in hollywood um and just started writing uh networking um you know producing and yeah, I mean, I, I honestly kind of wish I took more of that opportunity of my time in LA, you know, pursuing that. Um, but I didn't, which is a regret. But hopefully, somehow, some way in New York, I can uh, pick it back up, mm-hmm. uh, which I do intend to sooner than later. But I just feel like there's so many other things that I want to do. And to be frank, studio time is not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I like in LA, like the studio time would run me into the thousands. Um, and this is like, granted I'd go to like a really great studio that came with an engineer. Um, but yeah, I mean, these guys are not cheap. Uh, studios are not cheap and especially in LA where everyone's trying to make it in the music industry. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're going to like price gouge you, um, regardless. So, uh, I definitely, was like, you know, at times I'd see like my chase card and be like, you know, <laughs> can I, is this really worth it? But, um, <laughs> but nah, like it, it gives me a great amount of fulfillment. I love doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do miss doing it on a more consistent basis, but like I said, New York's a new change of scenery. So hopefully that comes with some new music. Do you need like that whole last studio, like all the equipment to make it like, is it like that much of a difference between somebody that has that versus someone that has like a home studio, like with some good equipment and like some decent equipment? Nah, nah, like you can really get away with, um, with, you know, some good software. Like I know a lot of people use, uh, Fruity Loops, um, Mm -hmm. and you know, they'll buy like a, you know, like a $50, $100 mic on Amazon and, they'll mix and master it all themselves. Mm-hmm. But I think for me, the studio, I, I enjoy it a lot more because I think it forces me to take it much more seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I, I've, I've tried to do the, you know, the recordings from home. And to be honest, I feel like I'm not very good at mixing records. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think always having that second ear, especially someone who's never listened to you or has never listened to that style of music, mm-hmm. it comes very handy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like actually one of the first things I learned when I was uh, working with Nick from that radio station at in college. He was like a huge like rock guy yeah and so when i would come in with like these like r&b hip-hop ask type beats um like he was like i don't know how to really like mix you because i don't know what what exactly you're expecting Mm. but i kind of took that as like a yo i think that's actually a great thing i mean mix it how you think it would sound good to you sonically right um and so so yeah but I like going to the studio for that. And two, I think it's also just a great way to network. Um, you yeah, know, true. just talking to the engineer, building somewhat of a personal relationship with the engineer. Um, the engineer I used to work with in LA, his name is Zach. Um, he makes great music as well, produces a lot of his stuff too. Um, and, you know, he's engineering for some like artists who aren't big, but they might have like 50,000 followers on Instagram, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Um and you never know. One of them could become really big and then sure. all it takes is just one record, right? Everyone is just one song away from becoming a superstar. Um, so to me, I see uh, the value in paying that premium mm-hmm. of going to the studio. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, even in New York, that, that's what I want to do too. Um, but I think the networking scene was just so much better in LA, which again... I just never took advantage of it. I also didn't realize how how good it was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, even though it, even though it might have seemed really obvious, it's like, well, no duh, like every like musician, big musician at least lives in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. For me it was just like, oh, they'd never like, you know, they'd never be associated with this person or that mm-hmm. person. But I mean, everyone is just like one or two degrees away from knowing someone really, really big yeah. that could really help you out. So I, I wish I had leveraged that more. Mm-hmm. So where can people find your music? Um, so I actually took a lot of my music down um, in the fall mm-hmm. just because a lot of the music that was up um, was recorded when I was in college. And mm-hmm. I think um, since college, um, my sound has changed a lot mm-hmm. and I'm very, very big on first impressions. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say like my mixing and my, my mastering has greatly improved since mm-hmm. then. Um, so uh, you can't really find it anywhere right now. Um, and I'm also trying to figure out, like I do have songs that I can release, mm-hmm. but I think the hardest part is honestly just trying to figure out how I can release it in a way where I feel like I kind of got my money's worth. Yeah. I, I feel I, I kind of hate putting somewhat of like a, a quantity, like a like a sort of measurement to like the success. But because um, I do genuinely enjoy writing and recording music. Mm. But when you do spend a good amount of money, yeah, you do want to see a little bit of a return on investment. No, yeah, for sure. Right. Um, and so for me, I'm just like, okay, well, shit. How do I put it out in a way that it'll you know touch like you, you know it'll go through a lot of people's ears where they could also potentially spread the word. Um, but it's, it's honestly such, it's like all one big double whammy because mm-hmm. 
you know, like I said, I, I say I'm very passionate, but I want to see a return on investment. Mm-hmm. I want to release the music, but in all honesty, I'm also an in, incredibly insecure person when it comes to my music. Yeah. yeah. So there's like this constant back and forth of, of wanting to do something with this. And it just leaves me like in this limbo of, all right, well, I didn't get anything done at right, the end right, of the right. day. Yeah. Um, but I, I, a, a lot of like, my friends have always said like, yo, you just need to really just rip off that bandaid mm-hmm. and just go for it. Cause, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there's a, as much great music there is out there. A lot of creative artists out there. There's also a lot of shitty music out there. Right. <laughs> for sure. Um, and so not to say that, like, I, like I'm, I'm not trying to like really big, like, you know, boost myself up, but I think it's, you know, it's more to point out that if people can release, take this for an example, right? If I played, let's just say I played, I made the song tap, right? By now. <laughs> it all comes back to tap. Right? I love how tap is, has just been this like continuous. Yeah, throughout um, the episode. <laughs> but let's just say like I made the song tap and I played it for you guys, right? Objectively speaking, I mean, you guys would be like, I mean, objectively, right? Just take out the fact that, oh, take out Nav out of all of that. What would you guys say to that? If I made the song tap and I and I played it, probably the most repetitive song I've heard. <laughs> yeah, but well, if you got the right. Meek Mill feature, hey, it was passable for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we in, we in. <laughs> but like, you guys would be, you know, um, you guys would just be like, yo, this this isn't it, right? <laughs> yeah, but. This so imagine the people that are around like his circle of friends or just even for himself and he was like yeah. nah screw all that like I think this is actually popping I'm gonna release it mm-hmm. and so I think I mean it took a lot of like close friends to kind of show that example to me yeah um right uh or even it's like a two chain song it's like uh the happy birthday song right mm-hmm. if I made that song and I played it for you guys. I know for sure y'all would be like, yo, th- first of all, we're not airing this episode. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> Second of all like, like don't, <laughs> don't waste any more money and other people's time than you already hey, have. That's a banger song, bro. Yeah. I'm in the kitchen, yams everywhere. Let's go. <laughs> when I die, bury me inside a Gucci store. <laughs> you can never but, do worse I than mean, French Montana, though. but i mean that's the thing right like these guys like they just don't care they did it but i mean despite as much people want to bag on them um you know they did it Mm -hmm. i mean they 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 at the end of the day have successful songs and have a successful career i think like somebody starting is probably in a better spot though because like if nav like nav actually made tap and like showed his friends i bet his friends all be like yo that's fire just because they're in the circle and they just want to say yes to nav yeah i guess like starting off like you need that yeah i mean like yeah Yeah. you get less and less pushback the bigger you get luckily you're rooming with the harshest guy i know so he'll he'll (laughs) (laughs) all right well listen i'll I'll send i'll I'll send all you guys some of some of these songs and um yeah i mean i'd love to hear some honest Mm -hmm. raw feedback Mm -hmm. um but yeah, I think Tur- it's just yeah. really trying to find a way uh, to then market it, which is obviously the toughest yeah. part. Because I've like even when I was in the studios in LA, like I used to hear like incredible music coming from artists that had 
15 followers on Instagram. Yeah. And I'll just be yeah. like, my music is doesn't even come close to this, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, again, sometimes you think like, man, if, if this guy doesn't have a chance, like what the hell are my right. shots, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and so there is this constant back and forth, but I really do think they're um, – Sooner than later, I just have to really rip off that bandaid and just say like, all right, screw it. Let's do it. Let's right, just right. see where it goes. Yeah, I think for marketing purposes and stuff, you came to the right place. You got to put it on TikTok, man. Yeah, I wish I did. That's what I was going to say is I've seen this uh, this guy who's got – like he does like a series. He's like artists with shit marketing. Right? It's like literally what it is. And these people – these different people will like comment like their Spotify username or whatever – and he'll check out, he'll check them out if they have like under like, I guess, I think it's like a thousand followers or something like that on Spotify. And he'll yeah. just like, I don't know how his page got so big originally, but he'll just pretty much like market it through that. And then people will go from the TikTok like, to that person's Spotify mm-hmm. and they'll like run it up like so much because like sometimes it's, it. yeah. yeah, because like they'll only do it obviously if it's like actually really good music. But like, I think it's become a little bit easy, not easier, but like. The, the the hit rate I guess is a little bit higher now that there's all these other like ways of like cross distributing, mm-hmm. um, right? So it, there's at least a little bit better of a chance now, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's still like so hard to crack it. But the four of us will start a dance trend to whatever song you put out, and it'll it'll blow up, man. Trust. <laughs> 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 no, but no, it's so true. I mean, it's like so saturated, right? I mean, everybody's. I mean, because it's also like the the barrier of entry is so much lower now, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. If you were starting back in like the 2010s or something, like you would still need to go to like a full fledged studio and buy yeah. like uh you know uh, or spend that money on on studio time and stuff. But yeah, I mean, now it's like. Even if you guys wanted to do a podcast back in like 2010 or 2011, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you probably have to find like a full-fledged like radio station type of setup. Um, but I mean, you guys are doing this completely like distributed and yeah, like all in, right? How much money did you guys probably put in like for the mic and for the software? <laughs> I would say completely like through all four of us combined, I would say it's probably <laughs> under 350. Yeah, and that's crazy because just I mean one I one studio session in LA, um, they used to have like a two hour minimum requirement. Yeah, it on average run me between four to five hundred bucks. Yeah, jeez, right. And mm-hmm. um, one of the things about the studio as well was, you know, you you start recording the song, you'd probably spend the first hour recording it, and then. The second hour is like mixing it. Yeah. But in that second hour, you've heard the same exact song at least 50 different, 50 times. Mm -hmm. And so by the end of that second hour, you you feel like you're just losing it because everything just sounds the same. And any minute change that you make, like you won't really notice it. Um, And then by hour three, you're like, all right, man, this is kind of pointless now because I'm just listening to the same exact song (laughs) over and over and over and over again. Um, and then I have to take like at least a couple days not listening to the yeah, song exactly. and then come back to it with like a fresh set of ears and then be like, all right, shit, I got to make changes here. I got to make changes in the chorus in, in verse number two. I should say this instead of that. And guess what? Now I got to book another 400 to $500 session yeah, yeah. to fix the set for, to fix all that shit from the previous session. And then somehow try to squeeze in a new song. So it's like this constant, you know, it's like, yo, when does this shit end? Like, yeah. so that's why I say 
like I'm putting in all, all this time and money. Right, right. I mean, I, I want to start seeing some return. And I guess trying to figure that out, um, as mentioned many times, has been the toughest part. Yeah, my biggest pet peeve is when people go to the studio and they start writing. They don't even start recording. It's just like such uh, a big nah, waste of dude. their time and money. Like, why the fuck would you do that? Yeah, for me, I have everything locked and loaded, like ready to go. Like, just hit record. Let's do our thing and let's get this going. Yeah, um, yeah I, I can never imagine. I mean, if I do have to rewrite, I'll rewrite like a line or yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, right. I'm not. I'm not like, hey, let's just go into the studio and vibe. Like, nah, <laughs> I'm not doing that for like. Yeah. I'll go to Saga. To go. I'll go to Saga. To go to that, <laughs> <you know? laughs> so, um, so yeah, uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Cool, how man. how things pan out yeah you can hit up christian man christian makes music too so if you actually need somewhat of a you know actually no i'm, I'm dead i'm dead music. serious i'm yeah, like sure i like after this i'm i'm gonna like tarun i'm gonna ask you for everybody's numbers and on the pod and i'm gonna send send some records over and be like please tell me <laughs> what do you guys think you know is this a, is this a tap is this a we are the world <laughs> <laughs> we're on the spectrum are we? yeah <laughs> hey man this podcast is on a different spectrum i'll tell you that for hey. sure. <laughs> you know um but yeah and i think also um you know i had a pretty interesting conversation and i actually would love to know your guys's response for this pod as well but it was one of my friends was he was like um you know even you know, you keep talking about like wanting like a return on your investment, this, that, like you're looking at right. it in a very like financial analytical way. I mean, but like in terms of like success, how would you even measure that? Like what would actually make you feel like, damn, I kind of made it. Um, and for me, honestly, even if I got like a hundred streams on a song, yeah, mm-hmm. right. You put, you put a hundred people in a room. That's a lot of fucking people in that room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I'd feel like, yo, I made it. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I guess there is like this, like um, you have to do put thing, you have to put things into like context and perspective of like, 100%. okay, well, like, yeah. are you trying to like, like, are you trying to actually be like a Michael Jackson, like this crazy yeah. stardom, or are you just trying to like do your own thing and find your own pocket and kill it? Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, there's so many indie artists that are just killing it. Right. right. They f- they create their own fan base and they really run with it. Um, and I feel like, yeah, that's like super dope. So likewise, I mean, I know you guys joke about like, oh yeah, like the pods, this, the pods, that, but I'm sure at some point, maybe not collectively, but individually, you guys must've thought like, damn, like, yeah, what do I want to do or make out of this pod? Is it more just, is it more of like the four of you guys to just really get together and make sure, you know, y'all are always like, keep the conversation going, uh, and no pun intended, have an interesting conversation or discussion (laughs) sometimes. Um, but, or is it like, yo, let's see if we can actually like, you know, get some traction and take this somewhere. Like, what has it been for you guys? Yeah. I think when we first started, we like said it to ourselves, like, all right, we're not going to take this like too seriously. Like our expectations would be very low. Um, yeah we basically made it during like right when covid started yeah like, pretty much the week yeah. after because because we had talked about it like beforehand like kind of jokingly but then i was having none of this shit anymore so i just said everybody like 2 p.m <laughs> on sunday like we're doing this <laughs> like, yeah. like word for word that's almost exactly what happened um yeah so i think over time 
I think we've gotten a little bit lax when it comes to like trying to promote things like further outside of like our social circles and stuff. Um, I think it was a lot like ironically, it was a lot easier for us during COVID because like, you know, everybody was at home. So like what better yeah, did yeah. to do? Uh, but like yeah. now that things are knock on wood, like going back to normal, like worldwide, like people just have less time, you know, to be doing that sort of thing. So it's definitely something we've also struggled with when it comes to like even finding time, mm-hmm. like to sit down. Um, yeah. Again, it was really easy during COVID because nobody had anything to do. But now, I mean, all four of us have have moved or are going to move within the last six months. You know, uh, everybody moved like many hours away, uh, like hundreds yeah. of miles away from where we were before. Um, and our lifestyles have changed a lot. So I think that's also good, though. What we want out of it, though, I think... I mean, I can speak from what we had talked about like previously and what I perceive it as like, I don't ever put like a number to it. Like, oh, like we want to make X amount of money or a money period. Yeah. Of it. I think that was yeah. one of the things we originally talked about is like, listen, there is an opportunity to monetize it, but we're not going to be like using that as like a main or even secondary source of income like whatever that is just like on top yeah like we made or like, let alone like a source of motivation yeah for why you guys should do this pod right yeah i think a lot of the motivation comes intrinsically from us like at least i can speak to that like i don't like yes like is it cool when like we up to upload something like a short on youtube and i guess like a thousand views yeah that's cool like it's cool to see that but yeah like that doesn't that doesn't change anything, I guess, is like what I'm saying. Like, it, it it's kind of good positive reinforcement to know that like, okay, you're hitting somewhere in the algorithm. But other than that, like, I don't think, I, like, it doesn't change my approach to it. Like, mm-hmm. I think we've all like developed other things in our lives, like meanwhile. So I wouldn't say this is necessarily taking a back seat, but we haven't been as primarily focused on it in the last, I would say like 12 to 18 months when it comes to like expanding our audience, like making it like a much bigger production than what it is. I think like creatively we've grown a lot. Um, Like just the way we talk, I guess. Uh, Yeah. And the things we talk about and like the way we converse with ourselves and guests. But I don't know. I I said a lot about like what we used to think. So if if you guys have different takes on it, like feel free. Yeah, I think for me, like the great satisfaction I get out of it is like honestly, like these guest episodes, like with you coming on, of course, and like a lot of times we get we get we have on guests that maybe like Harsha knows well or like yeah. Christian like brought on like a high school friend that we none of us had ever met before. And we're like getting to know a side of Christian that we never really knew, um, <laughs> and like, like stuff like that. Like it, it, it's cool to like meet people that even like maybe like I won't like Owen who's Christian's friend. Like I don't know if I'll see Owen anytime soon, but like Ever. just that interaction is like, it's super, it's like super cool. And just like meet people from like different backgrounds and like having yeah. well, Owen's camera didn't even work. So we actually don't even know what it looks like. So. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's what I get my most satisfaction out of. But like, like, like you said, I think it is important that like sometimes we like try to think about expanding our audience because that is important too, but um, yeah, for me, like for what we've done so far, I think the most satisfaction I've gotten are the guest episodes. But beyond that, like, I mean, do you also have like some sort of an expectation, or do you even have like the desires, like you know what, like let's let's try to like make this bigger, you know, let's let's see where it can take us? Because very clearly, I mean, right off the bat, as 
a guest, I can tell all four of you that there is like an insane amount of chemistry. Um, and just through the stories that Tarun has already told me, I was like, all right, these four like goons definitely like, got something going, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, this is like a um, little dream team over here. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I, it's just always curious to see like um, it's, and also very like um, admirable, admirable um, at least from my perspective that you guys are like just so genuine, so like charismatic about all of it. And it's like, now nah, we just here for a good time, you know. <laughs> we just we just we we just trying to kick it. We're not trying to do nothing crazy. But it sounds like if do, if something does come your way, you know, you'll let it happen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's the main thing. I think, at least personally, what I can say, like the thing I'm most proud of about like everything is our consistency. There have been a lot of times where we don't want to sit down and talk. Like that's 100 percent transparent. Like I'm sure yeah. collectively and like each one of us, I'm sure, has shown up multiple episodes. Been like, all right, I just don't want to do this shit today. But yeah, yeah. You know, this is episode 159. We've already recorded episode 160, and we haven't skipped a week. I don't think since like George the Floyd fourth the fourth week of the podcast. Like so, that's yeah. almost wow. That's almost three years at this point straight wow i think if my math is not failing me so damn uh like just despite everybody moving like tons of like life events going on like harsha before we started this podcast harsha was just dating his fiance who he's marrying in six weeks like this shit (laughs) is just like i mean we all knew it was gonna happen anyway but like you know (laughs) you know like it's just it is kind of crazy. To it's cool that, it like that we can look back at that stuff on the episodes too. Yeah, right? Like I don't so like I was thinking about it. Like I don't keep a like I, I was thinking like maybe I should like journal just to like keep my memories right. and like look back at it one day. But like this is pretty much like our like yeah, my version of a journal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like I can like look back and like, what I was thinking back in 2020 where like I didn't really have a direction in my life and now yeah, I have sure. a little more direction, but still trying to figure that out. Yeah. But like just like being able to look back on those things is kind of cool. Yeah. You think about it. There's also yeah. so many stories that. I know that because like week on a weekly basis when we record this, we're like, okay, what the fuck happened this week that we can actually talk yeah. about? Because our lives are not that eventful, right? So with right. four of us, like, some, <laughs> it's, it's like enough, just enough to like fill up an episode, maybe. Um, but there's like so many things that have happened, like whether it's in college or like in the meantime, that like we've told all these stories that like I definitely don't remember like what the fuck we even said now. But like if I ever wanted to go through, I could literally just go yeah. episode by episode and just um, just relive them, you know? And I'd be like, oh shit, I forgot about that, or like. Um, there's a bunch of people that we had on the podcast that like, I don't think we've talking to in the past, like no. talked to in the past couple of years, probably. Um, but like, they were kind of like, it, I mean, it, maybe, I don't know if it's bad to say this, but like, they're kind of like a remnant of the past in the same way that like everyone kind of like, outgrows yeah, I mean, like no one stays in contact forever. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's like cool people to have that interaction, like recorded and like, I can always visit that and like, be like, yeah. oh shit, this happened. Like, this was nice t- to have. Um, right. yeah. um, and then, yeah, like, I mean, like what Christian is saying, it's like, it's literally just like, we can literally follow through our lives for the past three years, which is like, yeah, I think the past three years, like, even though like the first two, nothing really happened in the first year and a half, but like, yeah. especially now, like now is like the next age of the podcast. Like, whereas like yeah. I just moved, Harsha just moved, Christian moved semi recently. And then like Haran's just about to. So like, this is like, this is like the new age. And like, 
just yeah. imagining like I could just send a link to my kid like Spotify is not going anywhere I can send a link <laughs> yeah. to my kid or like whoever the fuck else that I want they want to hear you talk like this bro no no they definitely don't want to in it yeah don't listen if you're my kid and you're listening to this right now don't listen Stop. to episode 47 yeah. Yeah. don't listen to episode 47 yeah you think they have an attention span like it's already an hour and 25 minutes bro you think they got the attention span for this shit maybe I don't know, I don't know. but yeah it's, it's cool like that like especially like Another thing that I find like really, really interesting is like, I hope no one listening does this, but like, if you go back to our old episodes, like their first 10 yeah, episodes, they're really so shit, dude. Yeah. We're like, what are we talking about this week? And then we're like, let's, let's rank fast food places. So, yeah. we're like, Wendy's. So shit. That shit's fire, man. And that's all the description we give. We didn't give like yeah. items. We didn't give like any, any indicator, like any, any description of anything. So it's just cool to see like now how far we've come, I guess. Um, yeah. Harsha, what the fuck do you get out of this thing? <laughs> um, I think the main thing I take away from this is just being able to like stay in touch with these guys because maybe it would have happened organically, but like <laughs> not as often. For sure. Yeah. Um, especially yeah. when we're not together. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing, and also like meeting all of our friends that we actually like don't know. All like we didn't know you like all of us and meet you right so like yeah. it's just nice yeah, to have yeah. that and then like obviously yeah looking back and like showing listening to this like 20 years later be like oh yeah that's actually pretty cool in my 20s you know yeah. <laughs> so just, just looking back on that and being able to like share with our kids and stuff yeah yeah, yeah i think uh like this being almost some sort of like that journal that haran was talking yeah. about is actually super dope mm-hmm. um and yeah man i think it's like I mean, when Tarun told me um, that he has like his own pod and everything and he does it with like his college roommates, former college roommates, I was like, dude, that's super dope, super, (laughs) super dope, because um, I think it's also just like a testament to your guys' friendships. So uh, big ups to to (laughs) y'all. Thanks, dog. Thanks, man. Yeah, we were just saying, because like last week, Harsh's friend from Chicago was on and she was giving Mm -hmm. us some compliments and we're like. We don't know how to respond to this because none of us know how to take a compliment because we've never yeah. had to because nah, we've never you, got a compliment. You just say, you know, say, just say thank you. Or if you really want to throw them off, you just say F you. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> uh, and yeah, just keep it moving. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I hope that like, you know, you guys also take a moment to step back to kind of realize um, all of this too. Because... Personally speaking, like, yeah, I'm like still super tight with a lot of my friends from college, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I, like it's, it's like a FaceTime call, maybe like once a month yeah. even with like my closest, closest friends. Yeah. Um, just because yeah, like on a day-to-day basis, you just get consumed with the routine and whatever you've got going on. Yeah. Um, so for you guys for doing this for damn near three years straight is crazy. Like I, I haven't even played a sport for three years straight. So like, <laughs> like th- that's, that's wild since week four since starting um because yeah so big ups to the consistency mm-hmm. and uh shit man i hope you i hope y'all take it somewhere too mm-hmm. i mean i when when tarun sent me that official like because when he first told me about the pod and everything right i'm thinking all right it's just like four you know these four guys you know just talking shit um which is what it is which is what it is right and then um I, I came across like the, the Instagram account 
And then I and then Tarun sent me like the the official guide, and I'm like, yo, what the? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I'm like, yo, what am I signed up for? <laughs> yeah, it's a contract. I was like, yo, I was like, yo, like my agent didn't tell me about this. Yeah, my agent didn't tell me about this. You know. Um, so I mean, it seems like you guys already had like have the foundation down. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really just a matter of like however much you want to put in what you guys want to get out yeah Yeah. that's the main thing i think because there's been so much chaos with everybody's lives in the last like year year and a half we haven't had the bandwidth necessarily to like collectively i think people different people have at different times like all four of us at once haven't had like the same like extra time to all focus on it at the same time and so it's hard to do that like when it affects everybody, not just yourself. Like obviously, like any one of us could go and like spend an hour doing this or that, right? But if we don't like make a plan yeah. about it, we don't like organize like how we want to do it. Like the efficiency of it goes like way mm-hmm. down. So it's definitely something we'll probably look at at some point in the future. But yeah, it's, there's there's definitely room for growth. I think it just goes back to what you said: is that you know we haven't necessarily put the behind the scenes hours into it. Uh, just because you know we have other priorities going on right now so yeah uh, for sure it'll definitely sure. come along in the future at least i hope so i think one yeah. thing we could do to immediately just get some more eyes is just like record video and then put it on tiktok like I yeah it'd be as simple as that and put some caps yeah just like the, the short clips yeah clips, yeah, like, yeah. Um, like 30 second 40 second clips so it'd be fine yeah yeah yeah. Wait, don't we all have sure. to like dress up like Turin is right now? <laughs> so sexy right now. Oh, thank you. Yeah. you. <laughs> Alright, man. Uh so I think this is a good place to end. Appreciate you coming yeah. on today and also, you know, asking us some insightful, thoughtful questions, yeah, you know, sure. about us uh, yes. so often. Um, but obviously we enjoyed everything you had to say today. A lot of good stories. Um if you guys want to follow Ajay on Instagram, he will be linked in our Instagram at an interesting discussion. We also have posts and snippets there about um all the other funny clips and things that happen on this podcast. So definitely check that out. Um we're everywhere that you can find a podcast. That's Spotify, Apple Podcast, Hulu, SoundCloud, Facebook, okay. Instagram, WhatsApp. Um <laughs> Yes, be real coming soon. I don't know. Oh, um <laughs> yeah that's it for this week we will catch you next time bye everyone bye Bye. thanks Bye. bye